Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter. I'm joined as always by Tim. That's right. <laughs> we talk about horror movies on this show as a horror movie podcast <laughs> and this is obviously a special month for us. It's October. It is the October thon <laughs> which means we are firing through a bunch of extra episodes over the course of the month. It's a bit of a marathon <laughs> and part of what we're doing this October thon is that we are working our way through the Psycho franchise obviously we did psycho already this is going to be psycho 2 and we're going to start spoiler free we'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers uh but we're gonna get straight into it uh so psycho so i think the interesting bit of background for you on this timmy uh before we get to the movie itself is just looking at the context of why this exists because it's a number of years since the first one it is a number of years it's about 20 what 23 years since the first film um, <laughs> so i think what's interesting to me about this is that this exists because slasher movies became big right so mm-hmm. halloween friday the 13th sort of kicked off this big slasher movie wave mm-hmm. and all the studios were trying to make their own slasher movies because they were cheap to make and they made a lot of money and universal went oh wait we own psycho yeah we, we can do a psycho too and mm-hmm. you know they, they got uh Anthony Perkins back as Norman Bates. They they even got another actress back from the first film, which um, I didn't even realize was the same actress until I checked. Um, so why why like about uh, the 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 idea of this coming back is like okay, so what is a psycho movie in a post like Friday the Thirteenth world? What what how do they adapt the slash? Because as much as Psycho's kind of credit has been like the seed that spawned the slasher movies, it isn't really mm-hmm. a slasher movie in and of itself. It doesn't function like sure. a slasher movie. Yeah. So. How, how do you take that and then do a Psycho movie uh, in that era? So that, that's what's fascinating to me about this one. Uh, I've seen this before. I saw this one the first when I first got the Blu-ray from Scream Factory a number of years ago. Um, I watched it back then. Uh, had you seen the Psycho 2 before? Yeah, actually, uh, pretty recently. Uh, <laughs> I, I forget when it was, but I bought the box set, I think, like a little earlier in the year. So I actually watched like all of them like pretty closely back-to-back, like maybe a couple of months ago. <laughs> um, so it, it, it's, uh, yeah, still pretty fresh, but I mean, uh, spoiler alert though. I, uh, not for the movie, but for my reaction, I, I love this movie. <laughs> I had no problem watching it again. I was actually, uh, very happy. I think, um, this is like a really interesting, unique movie and uh, obviously we're going to get into it, but there, there's does, uh, like a lot of stuff that honestly, I don't think like any other horror movie really does. I, uh, I think it's like a very interesting, like you, uh, kind of story, which you know, based on a movie that should, by all rights, not have any sequels. <laughs> like uh, the idea that they actually made something that is like good and in such like a different way, though, is very, uh, very, very intriguing to me. Yeah, um, yeah, because I think because I, I like Psycho too. I think Psycho Two is a pretty. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's obviously it's done compared to the first one because it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's a doing Hitchcock a very <laughs> movie. Yeah. yeah, it's it's doing a very different thing though. Oh, uh, absolutely. And yeah. but not just from uh, Psycho. I think it's doing a very different thing from other like slasher movies. It's because it's not like because yeah. they could have easily like done okay norman bates gets out of you know mental hospital and he's going around killing people and it just plays like a slasher movie right they could have easily done that 
And right. what the plot of this movie is instead is that he is released from the mental hospital. Um, and I guess that's one of the benefits of it being 23 years later is that you can buy that enough time has passed that, you know, if, if they're going to clear him and say, no, he's re- rehabilitated. Okay, 23 sure. years, I'll, sure, we'll go with it. Um, and the movie's largely about, like, will he snap again? And when killings do start, because, I mean, it's a psycho movie, there's going to be killings. But when killings mm-hmm. do start again, it's like, is it him? Is it someone else? Yeah. Has he snapped? I, I, you know, the, a lot of the, the first chunk of the movie is his doctor, like, sort of, like, mm-hmm. say, you're, you're good at this now, Norman, you've, you've, you've got to control your mental capacity, um, you've got a job, you've got to try and reintegrate into society, so on and so on. Uh, mm-hmm. But obviously, not everyone around him is happy and thrilled that he's out and about mm-hmm. and amongst people. So, you know, it, it's a very different dynamic throughout yeah. the movie. Like, I I can't think of any other horror movie that does this. Like, imagine a Friday the 13th movie where Jason just, like, is trying to live his life, but people are constantly, you know, interrupting it and trying to get him, like, you know, <laughs> to return his old ways. You know what I mean? I think it's a really, really interesting concept. And, uh, you know, if I can put on like my uh, Grant Morrison hat for a second, uh, I also feel like there's like a little bit of like a kind of like a meta nature to it where like, you know, it, it like uh, looking at it like from this context, like it almost feels like he is a real person that is trying to move on. But then like, you know, these townsfolk and, and uh, what or I guess like the movie or it kind of serves as like a, a stand in for the audience, which is trying to do everything in their ability to be like, no, we want the movie villain. We don't want a real person that's learned his lesson and is going to live a peaceful life. Like we want to go, you know, back to the way things are. (laughs) I mean, hell, you could even look at it less to do with the person and more to do with, he just represents like movies and originality. Sure. And the idea that like, you know, we want new ideas. We want original films. We want things to move forward. But there's enough people who are like, no, no, we want a sequel. We want things to come back yeah. and to be the same. Um, yeah, it, it's almost like a really cool, interesting, like meta. Uh, there's like meta context, like uh, on the nature of sequels there, which I feel like you don't really get uh, often, or at least I can't think of any examples uh, where something like this is done. Uh, weirdly enough, <laughs> almost like kind of similar to like Gremlins too. This idea of like. <laughs> we shouldn't do a sequel but it's like all right well because the audience won it wants it like here it is and we're gonna like subvert all these expectations and stuff but yeah i mean a lot of interesting ideas floating around here yeah psycho 2 it's just like gremlins 2 the new batch um (laughs) how to hear first folks yeah so no i think obviously it plays with a lot of like you know will he won't he kind of kind of moments um but it does feel like people around them are kind of I, not, not necessarily because they want him to kill people, but like they just won't let him forget who he was. They won't let him move yeah. on. Um, and it's like, if he does snap again, is it his fault that everyone around him is like, just won't <laughs> let him like be be himself? Yeah. Um, and he gets this job, and he kind of befriends this young woman who he kind of wants to help, and she has a place to stay. And he's like, oh, hey, I want a motel. You can you can stay stay there. Um, and it gets a bit more intimate than that, and it's kind of like, there's all these little callbacks to the original film where he's like making sandwiches for dinner again, and he's like, oh, it's just sandwiches and milk, and you know, and at yeah. one point he's in, he's shown her around, and he's he, he can't say bathroom again. He's he's like, and overhears the, and he kind of you know stutters a little bit, and she's like, the bathroom's like, yep, yeah. So it does a couple <laughs> of little things like that where it's like, hey, here's moments you remember from the the first film, and sometimes I would critique that for being a little too. Uh, oh, we have to reference the first movie constantly. We can't, we can't move on. I think what makes mm-hmm. it work to a point, at least in this movie, um, for, for these moments, is that we're constantly wondering, has he snapped again? 
is he you know like he sounds like himself in the first mm. movie but is he himself in the first movie and th- there's an extra little layer there that mm. really makes it kind of work it's like and I think because he is more of a character, I mean, you, you joked about Jason and, like, you know, obviously you could bring up Michael, you could bring up Leatherface, but all those characters are so, like, and I don't say this in a bad way, but they're all very one note in the sense that they are, they're killing machines, right? They're not characters in the same way that yeah. Norman Bates is mm-hmm. in Psycho, where he has, like, sure. he has uh, subtleties, he has characteristics, he has mm-hmm. um, things that set him off, and he has triggers and things like that, so... Mm-hmm. Um, so no, it's really interesting. It's a really interesting uh, tactic. I, I, I give them credit for that. They, they didn't just repeat Psycho, and they also didn't just um, do a slasher movie where he's going around killing people. Uh, the whole thing. Yeah. So, and because of that, I, I give it a lot of respect. Even you know, I don't, I don't think everything in the movie works perfectly. I do think it is a, sure. a, bit, a bit over long. It's about you know, it's about an hour fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I I came home like late last night. I was like, all right, man, I still got two movies to watch for tomorrow. And then I was like, well, it shouldn't be bad. It'll be, they're probably like what each ninety minutes or so. Uh-huh. And then like I looked at this, and it's like almost two hours. I was like, god damn it. <laughs> and then the other one's also a full two hours. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I I I I know I know what you speak because I watched I watched the other movie we're doing, um, and that was like two hours, and I was like, man, that was long for a horror movie. Well, at least Psycho Two is going to be. A brisk ninety minutes, <laughs> and I looked at the runtime and went, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, in fact, you'll notice you'll notice Tim that you know we agreed that on upon a time to start, and I was exactly fifteen minutes late because yeah. the movie was exactly fifteen minutes longer than ninety minutes. Um, not exactly, but close. Um, so, yeah. So, say so I go to. He gets out. He's he goes back home. He's got his doctor friend. Who, actually, I recognise the actor. Actually, I want to check check mm. him. Uh, Dr. Bill Raymond, uh, Robert uh, Loggia played him. Um, okay. I know him from other things. Yeah, big. That's it. He's big. He's in big. Uh, I can okay. I can picture him doing the dancing and the piano. Um, <laughs> he was also in Independence Day. He was at like, the general Independence Day. Um, yeah, so he's he's an actor who popped around a lot. In fact, he's oh, is he still working? Oh no, he di- he died in twenty fifteen. But, but curiously, mm. he's got a, he's got a movie that came out this year. So obviously, <laughs> some some stuff that he was in. Uh, got okay, you know, pushback delayed. Yeah, uh, he was in the second Independence Day actually briefly. I remember that actually from. I don't remember a lot about that movie. It was so forgettable and bland. <laughs> but uh, I do vaguely remember him having a cameo. But he, he obviously was an older dude. Um, yeah. so anyway, <laughs> anyway, so he he sets him up back at the, the old Bates Motel. Um, the motel is operating. There is a manager running the place who was <clears> given this job by the state, essentially. Who <throat> I did recognize this actor. This is the 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 cop from Die Hard Two at the airport. Uh, is is what I know him from. Dennis Franz. <laughs> sure, yeah, Dennis Franz. Yeah. Did, did you check that name, or did you just know who that was? Uh, I, I think I, I no, I I knew who it was because he was on a. I forget which one, but he was on like one of those big cop shows in the nineties, oh, like the he was on, he was on NYPD Blue. NYPD Blue, that's it. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I just remember him uh, yeah, as a joke, and uh, I, I want to say there's a joke about him on The Simpsons or something. <laughs> I just remember the name from. What's interesting? But, he was in 261 episodes of NYPD Blue. And that was from 1993 to 2005, and he's not been in anything since. He, he basically he got paid Jeez. for 261 episodes. He went, you know what? I'm retiring. <laughs> I've had enough. It, if you uh, for the life of me, if you would have asked me how long that show went on, I would never have guessed 2005. 
Yeah, I didn't know about that. I, I assumed it was just a 90s show. I didn't realise it went in the yeah. 2000s. <laughs> no, I, I agree with that. Uh, is, is that like 12, 13 seasons? It's, all, it's insane. It's a lot. I'm, I'm just checking how many seasons it was. Yeah, 12, 12 seasons. Um, Wowza. Wowza. Um, anyway, uh, so he's, he's the he's the motel owner. He's, he's, and he kind of plays the perfect sleazy asshole is kind yeah. of who he is. And that's what he's doing. Norman's not very happy that his motel's been used for like uh, cheap sex and like drug use and things like that. And yeah. He wants rid of him and all, all sorts. Um, but he prefer- are, are we are we in a spoiler territory or are we just kind of? Yeah, not yeah. I'm just kind of okay, okay. giving the general kind of thing. Sure. Um, okay. And he, like I said earlier, he you know Norman befriends this this girl who works at the diner with him, um, which is where he gets a job as like a cook's assistant, and she's hard up and he offers her a place to stay. Her name's uh, is uh, Mary. Mary. And yeah, so that's kind of set up. And of course, there's a lot of great little moments that I like uh, with where, like, there's a moment with her where she hands him like a knife because he needs a knife to cut something. It's a big butcher knife. And then there's a moment where he just like he looks down at it and it's the first time he's held a knife since he's gotten mm-hmm. out. And it's just this moment of like, oh, she just realized she made a mistake. Like, she shouldn't have handed him a big yeah. giant knife. <laughs> Maybe that was a bad yeah. idea. Um, so they really play upon, like, that kind of thing with him. Like, you know, is he about to snap and start killing people? <clears throat> and and again, it just feels like really, like, like the movie's trying to tell you something. Like, a, a, like the way it's, um, like, focusing in on these knives and, like, sharp objects and stuff. Like, it's a very common thing. Like, yeah, you're going to have to use that in your everyday, today life. But it feels like, the movie is like pushing him like oh, towards yeah. like you need to use this <laughs> yeah absolutely um so no um i, I i'm i'm fairly <laughs> positive on psycho 2 i obviously it's not a perfect movie yeah. it's got nothing compared to the mm-hmm. first one but um i think for, just for being different and exploring something interesting it's a pretty mm-hmm. solid sequel um yeah no i yeah i was like really um when i watched it earlier this year i think it was the first time i'd watched it and i i'd been kind of interested because i'd heard you know some like things like you know people saying like oh you know what's like surprisingly good is like you know the psycho 2 and it's like really all right i give it a shot and yeah i'm just really uh surprised that how like interesting and different it is especially since you know like you're saying it, it seems like it would just be such an easy cash grab to be like oh slashers are big all right let's do another psycho movie and yeah, let's have him escape and put on the wig. You know, yeah, put on the wig, move to a different town and stuff. And it's like, no, they actually did something that I think is like really uh, yeah different and uh, uh, you know <laughs> just yeah, really good. Um, and then what like you know and and obviously there are still horror elements in it and th- and those like work too. Uh, so yeah. I love like you know you can have your cake and eat it too like you have uh, no it still works out, like as a good horror movie but it's also doing something different. Yeah, there's a couple of good kills. There's one in particular, mm-hmm. uh, in the, the back sort of third of the movie that I thought was quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I will give the spoiler warning now so we can talk about the plot in, in more detail and, and where it goes. Uh, but no, um, you know, and, and just one note as well. Anthony Perkins is pretty good. <laughs> he, it feels like he slipped on this oh, character true, yeah. after twenty plus years. He's just he's that guy again. Yeah, uh, it's perfect. So, um, no, so full spoilers for the movie, just to make that especially clear. So, and they could have went another route with this as well, with where it ends, but they they could have done the thing where, like, he's been 
you know, there's no killings throughout the whole movie, but he's been like tempted and tempted and tempted, and he eventually snaps. And we, you know, it's kind of like uh, Carrie in the sense that there wouldn't be a lot of the, the killings throughout the movie, but when he snaps, it was, it's going to be a spree, you know, in the last like 15, mm. 20 minutes. They could have done something like that if they wanted to. And they didn't. They did something that said something else. And we, we find out, of course, that. Uh, Mary, who's living with him, I mean, you know, we, we get a scene where she's going for a shower and, he, you know, someone's watching through a peephole. Again, we don't know if it's him. Um, of course, it's the 80s, so we actually see more of her naked body because things have loosened up, <laughs> like, taste-wise yeah. over the 20-odd the years. And, you know, but we find out, and he's getting phone calls from other... I, I love the notes that he gets. He gets, like, an, he's yeah. to, they're, they're getting orders in the diner and it's that little, the, 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 the ring where the, 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 the order slips go on. And we see it around the other side before he spins it around saying, you know, don't let that slot back into your house, love mother. And like he's getting around to it and it's building up. And it's during this as well that the uh, the sleazy motel like manager is in the diner. He's pissed off that he's been fired by Norman and he's like trying to like harass Mary and be like, Oh, you you had sex with a psychopath last night, like, you know. Um, you get strange taste yeah. in women. You know, he's just kind of harassing her. But it's all building up. The, the, the entire I love this. This is one of the best scenes in the movie for me. Is the way this all keeps building up to him seeing this knot when you see it's mm-hmm. coming and it's coming round yeah. the circle and it eventually gets to it. It's really good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it does a good job of like playing with like, uh, you know, like all right, is he really crazy or like you know, is he seeing this stuff or? is someone messing with him and if so like why but yeah uh, yeah there's like this uh, kind of level of um yeah like just what the hell is like really going on mm. i uh no because i just play with that and you you see him see like a like a someone in the window or whatever like, like he's you know like we would see his mother in the first movie like okay there's a woman there uh he gets mm. phone calls claiming to be his mother and it's like is he just crazy and we actually get a reveal about halfway through the movie that uh, he's not. It's actually uh, so. And at the start of the movie, when he's been released, we we get introduced to Lila Loomis, who is Lila Crane in the original film, and is the same actress, which is cool. This was the the sister character who committed the film uh, after the death of Marion um, Marion uh, Crane. Um, I'm just kicking my cats away because they're they're <laughs> whinging at me for food. I'll feed you after this episode, okay? Um, so they so it's, it's nice that they've got the actress back it's nice that she's playing this character from from the first movie um and there's a subtle touch where she married the uh the the boyfriend her her sister's boyfriend after the first movie apparently um he has since died he's not here but he's she's got his name his last name now so that's a nice little touch i guess um it's kind of weird though that this is post halloween now and we're still using the name loomis because i'm like okay i just yeah. think of halloween now when you, when you say loomis even even though of course carpenter sure. named the character after uh the character in psycho it's just really funny to me um but we find out later halfway through the film that this is actually mary's mother and that they have been working together to make norman appear crazy so that they'll put him back in the hospital and her her goals are relatively noble in the sense that she thinks he's too dangerous and that she doesn't want people, anyone to get hurt um, but of course, murders start happening. The sleazy manager gets gets killed. Um, eventually, Lila herself gets killed. She gets she's, she's got the best death in the movie. She gets like a, a butcher knife right through her chin, and it goes oh, up through yeah. her through her head. Uh, really, really good uh, effect. I, th- I thought that scene was. Uh, I like the. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was gonna say uh, maybe good, maybe not the right word, but it's a fun effect. It may not be the most oh, like, yeah, yeah. lifelike one, but it's definitely a fun effect. But yeah. 
<laughs> I like the, the young couple <laughs> that decide they're going to sneak into the basement <laughs> to make out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ba- basements of random houses, that's what kids do to make out these days, yes. Or in, in the 83 at least, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that 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 definitely probably feels like the most like slashery uh, kind of part of it. it well, Joe, you know it feels like it feels like they were worried there wasn't enough kills, so it's like okay, let's just put yeah. a couple of teenagers in here so they can so this little while can get killed. Um, it's funny because it's almost like like you could have just not had murders until the very end, right? When things actually go oh, sure. boiling yeah. over. But at the same time, I understand why they wanted like people to be suspicious of them because there are there are people going missing. Like okay, there's, yeah. there's people going missing. We have to be suspicious. Uh, and that ramps up the the tension of like is Norman doing this or or isn't he yeah. kind of thing. And uh, and I, I do like uh, Mary's character as well. Like I, I like that she kind of flips and like realizes like oh no this is like pretty messed up. Like when she actually spends time with Norman, it's like oh wait no this is a like he seems like you know a legitimately like changed person and what we're doing is wrong. And then uh, you know of course it's like too late by the time. Yeah. yeah, she. Uh, I mean, hell, even even yeah. if you don't look at the meta like commentary, you could say from the film, you could almost just say, no, there is a legitimate commentary here on just like rehabilitation and not believing oh, in sure, it, yeah. and like the idea that hey, like maybe he has changed for the better, and does he not deserve a chance? And admittedly, he killed seven people. It's a pretty extreme, yeah. you know, thing he did. But um, yeah, totally. there's definitely some some stuff to read into there. Uh, I I I like that the, the the reason why she's convinced actually is because when the teenager was killed. Uh, mm-hmm. like this is during the part of the film where they really try to freak him out so they have like you know one of them dressing as the mother and they also mm-hmm. like dress up her bedroom to, to look like it was when it was like lived in because we see it earlier on it's just it's, there's just sheets over everything and the, the bed's rolled up and things Yeah. Um. but you know he walks in and it's like it's been lived in it's like it's like she's be, just been there and he freaks out and she locks him in the attic and it's when she locks him in the attic that she she you know puts everything back to normal so that later on when the doctor's there and the, the normans try to show him that things are happening it's like it looks like he's just going crazy but because she had him locked in the attic she knows that he couldn't have killed the kid um yeah and so she's like no no i believe him because it couldn't have been him so someone else is killing people uh so I, I like that i like that she she has this like proof that he, at least he didn't do that like maybe he is snapping and going crazy but he never, he never did that. Um, it, yeah. There's lots of little things as well. Like when she she agrees to stay in the guest room in the house, like she puts like a, 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 a chair up against the door just in case he tries to get in during the night. Like just these little things where okay, she's she's willing to stay here, but she's still kind of freaked out because of his past. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I liked all those little touches. Who was the? Uh... Sorry, wait, who who is the person that gets killed by like they like fall down the stairs and then like the knife like. Oh, that's the that's the doctor. Like, that's the psychiatrist. That's um, yeah, this is the, actually this is probably, okay. There's two good deaths because this is also great. <laughs> Not necessarily for good reasons. It's like the most silly thing ever, and otherwise very kind of like down to earth or serious movie. Um, yeah. So the they sort of tease the stairs at one point because obviously there's that famous death in the first movie when the guy you know mm-hmm. the, the the PI goes down the stairs, um, mm-hmm. where the suitcase goes tumbling down the stairs. Right. <laughs> Instead of falling down the stairs. He he is accidentally stabbed. It's it's later on when Norman actually is going crazy because he keeps thinking that he's he's legitimately hearing his mother on the phone, even when no one else is there and no one's talking to him. And he, even when his doctor's talking to him on the phone, he responds with "Yes, mother, thank you, mother," and things like that. Yeah. So he's actually starting to really snap. 
and the doctor's there uh, and to try and snap him out because because at this point mary kind of cares about him and wants to prove to him that he's it's not really his mother she goes she goes and gets the secret hidden costume you know uh of, of, the, of Norma Bates, puts on the wig, puts on the dress, and tries to talk to him as his mother to convince him that she's not on the phone. Um, and it becomes this game of cat and mouse where she's trying to talk to him from up the stairs, and then I actually really like the shot. I mean, obviously the direction's not as good as Hitchcock, but uh, there's a really nice shot from up, up the stairs where she's looking down, and Norman, just because of where the phone is, it's like round this corner, just goes out a shot. Like, he just goes past the wall, the corner of the wall, and you can't see him. And as soon as you can't see him, it's like, Where's he going? Like, he could now be making his way to her. You know? Just little little things like that. Um, but, no, I really, I really, uh, I really like that. So, um, actually, one of the other things I really like is that the movie, it starts with the, the shower scene from the original Psycho. And oh, right, yeah. it goes, you know, the camera, like, goes out the, the room uh, to the house and then it switches to colour. It fades to colour when Psycho 2 comes up on the screen. I thought it was a nice little touch. It's like, yeah. here, time's passed. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I've had it. The, anyway, the, the, I, so I, I didn't get to the actual murder. I, I was explaining oh, all sure, that sure, stuff sure. about the, the the build up to it. So she's she's getting scared. She's sort of creeping around, and the doctor, who we don't realize is in the house yet, kind of like stumbles into her from behind, and she freaks out and turns around and stabs him. So she stabbed the doctor. <laughs> he sort of looks at it all shocked and stumbles over the edge of the the banister and lands on the the banister. Uh, <laughs> That's like yeah, you because know, he's got stairs going upstairs, but there's also stairs going down at the basement underneath the stairs, right? Mm-hmm. So he tumbles yeah. over the from the from the, the second floor, and he does like a full like flip, <laughs> and he lands on the edge of the knife on the banister, <laughs> which pushes the knife further into him and kills yeah. him. It's like so crazy, but it's like so fun to watch. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's a great visual. I mean, it, you can't take it seriously because it's such a silly death scene. But holy yeah. crap! But I mean, I suppose that's the one thing outside. Like, uh, it's, it's the one thing that feels really slashery about it is the deaths themselves feel like they're a bit more brutal, which I I do enjoy because yeah. I'm a slasher fan. But it, <laughs> it maybe doesn't necessarily fit the tone of what the original <laughs> movie was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know, I find it to be like an oddly funny <laughs> kind of movie. Uh, like, yeah, I, I, like there are definitely like, you know, more serious parts to it and everything. But man, there, there's just like some over the top parts that really make me laugh. Mm. There's a <laughs> there's one line that really gets me where um, I, I think like a, I think it's Mary like says something along the lines of like, uh, I think she's complaining about someone probably to me, but like, uh, would she say like, oh, like, I wish someone would kill him, or like, oh, you should murder him, or something, and like, uh, uh, like very matter of factly, Norman's just like, oh, I don't kill people anymore. <laughs> like, it's just like so like matter of fact, it like, really makes me laugh. I think the line was, I'm trying not to do that anymore. I think that was. Like... Oh yeah, that's a, yeah. <laughs> Which is like so good. Uh, and then yeah, and then, I do like when Toomey is trying to pick a fight with him, which is like so weird. It's like, why would you pick a fight with someone that killed like seven people? Like, <laughs> it's such a <laughs> like. It, I don't know. Even if you are trying to be like, oh, I'm more manly than than this guy, it's like uh, probably still not a good idea. Yeah, when he freaks out at the uh, at the diner with a note, he uh, he thinks it's the the sleazy manager who's done this because he's he's mm-hmm. out to get him, and he comes out the the kitchen kind of angry, and. Mm-hmm. The manager kind of stands off off against them. They're kind of just facing each other, you know, a few feet few feet apart. And Norman glances over at this cake that's on the counter with a big knife in it. Um, <laughs> apparently, in the Psycho universe, they use giant butcher knives for every single job <laughs> every... that a knife would be used for. 
Yeah. Anything that needs to get cut, <laughs> giant butcher knife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he looks over and you know, he notices him glancing at it and the guy's like, oh yeah, go and pick it up, you psycho. Go pick it up. <laughs> and I almost felt this character's sole purpose in this movie, outside of just being someone that we don't like who can be killed and we don't feel bad about it, is that he keeps calling him psycho and I'm like, that's the yeah. title of the movie. Like, no one ever really did that in the first one. He's like, psycho, you're such a psycho, psycho this, psycho that. And I was, I was, I was, I was it should be a sign where he's like, you're a psycho too, or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, he could have said that about Mary. Maybe Mary sticks up for him. Yeah. He's like, you're a psycho too. Yeah. <laughs> he just looks at the camera like, wink. Wink, wink, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, then it's funny. He like, yeah, eventually, yeah, Norman doesn't fight him. He just leaves. He's like, not only are you a psycho, but you're a chicken shit too. It's like, calm down, dude. But I mean, honestly, though, like if, if he does like end up killing this guy, I don't think anyone would blame him. It's like, yeah, look at look at what this guy's doing to him. <laughs> he's upset that he's lost mm. his job. That's all it is. This, this is uh, mm. uh, like, do you think it's like strange that like we are rooting for Norman in this movie? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like no, a, I, it's, they, a, it's a weird turn. <laughs> it's weird from a movie perspective, but it, it actually makes perfect sense when you consider what yeah. the movie's about. It's like we're rooting for him to be better. And I think the movie does a decent job of wanting us to, making us want to want him be better. Like, it actually yeah. kind of does that. It achieves that. We're kind of rooting for him to, like, everyone else has been so shy to him. And, like, like because we could have went down the path where he's just the clear villain. And obviously he does kind of revert at the end, at the, the very, very end. But, oh, um, yeah, yeah. and that's a great scene. We'll talk about that scene in a so, minute. Um, yeah, okay. But, like, you know, because at one point he thinks, like, he's he's heard that he's got another mother, that he was adopted, right? And Norma Bates wasn't his real mother. Uh, no, it's okay. It's a bit of a weird... That's why those weird sequel things, you know, it's like, oh, Michael Myers is actually your brother. Like, that, that felt like one yeah. of those things. But yeah. um, I'll forgive it because the final scene is glorious. So before we get to that, though, um, ultimately the police show up to uh, to deal with things. And this is... At this point, Norman has kind of freaked out because of what's happened in the house with the, the doctor being killed. And the doctor was obviously very good to him and helped him keep saying a lot of the time. Um, he, he He's kind of chasing uh, Mary around, who's now officially scared of him. And they end up in the basement and, like, the cops come in and they see her with the knife in her hand. And she's sort of, like, over, the, mm-hmm. over above him. And also she's going to stab him. And they shoot her. And the, mm-hmm. the sheriff explains that... It must have been her and her mother who were killing people because it wasn't Norman. There's those alibis. They were doing this to, to harass him and they wanted him to go back to the thing. And obviously, I think as the audience, we're sitting there going, okay, I don't really buy that she, they were the ones killing everyone. Like I buy that they yeah. were they were pretending to wind them up and try to make them look crazy, mm-hmm. but I don't buy that they were killing people. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so and not this time, but the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, so who's the killer then? Who's, who's the person who's actually mm-hmm. been killing people? Because we, we also believe it's not Norman at this point. He's not really got that, you know, snapped that much yet. Yeah. Um, and after, so we get a very similar scene to the first film where the sheriffs explain this to like some deputies and like some other people in the station. And Norman's waiting outside. It's very, it's, it's very clearly meant to mirror the ending of the first movie. Um, except he's all, he's a lot more just kind of like theorizing compared to the first movie, where he's just kind of said, "Ah, so it's probably those two who killed everyone." <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah. This does not sound <laughs> ironclad, sheriff. Um, maybe take more than like an hour of yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> But Norman, Norman goes back home and he's making himself some uh, grilled cheese sandwiches, I think, is what he mm. said. 
And toasted cheese sandwich, he calls it. Toasted cheese sandwich, yes. <laughs> Which um, just sounds weird, but... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it a grilled cheese. I'm saying that so you'll understand what I mean. Sure, I, yeah, we, yeah. we call it a toasty. Uh Oh, interesting. Okay. Which you can actually put different things on it, but the the, the the cheese is the main basic version, and then you can also add in other things if you want. Um, some people like to put onion on it or whatever. I don't know. Um, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I've never been a big grilled cheese guy to be honest. Never been my thing. I, I like it. I don't go out of my way for it. Yeah. Um, when I was in Hong Kong, man, there was this one place that had these like crazy grilled cheese sandwiches are really good they had like a rainbow one that was oh so good it was like like blue cheese green cheese <laughs> like red cheese it was whoa. amazing whoa um yeah. <laughs> so this woman comes and it's the woman who actually worked at the diner there's an older woman who worked at the diner when they introduced norman there she's like oh i was the one who asked the, the boss to like give you this chance and like sort of you know give you a job and she seems to care about him when she's there, but she's not a really small character. She's in a couple of scenes. She's not in a bunch of it. And at the end of the movie, she shows up at the house and she comes in and she sits down. She's like, she explains that, yes, I, I'm your mother. And, you know, because I, I had a bit of a psychotic break myself and was, was sent away by the state. And uh, Norma took you in and looked after you instead of me. And because of that, um, you know, I've not seen you, but, you know, they were doing all these, saying all these awful things about you. I just had to do something. And uh, he makes her some tea. And what's funny is that all throughout the movie, we keep being reminded that he killed his mother by poisoning her. And she, sure enough, starts to, like, you know, cough a little bit. And <laughs> he, he could have just let her die. But instead, the, the moment here that I really laughed at and thought was hilarious mm. was he, he picks up a shovel and whacks the old woman in the face with a shovel. Uh, she turns around and he just whacks her. And she's on the floor. And it's like, well, that was extreme. And, it, and it's funny because you kind of notice it beforehand. It's like, why is there a shovel just hanging out in the kitchen? And then <laughs> he puts it to good use. Hanging out in the kitchen. It's hanging out. It's just chilling. Just, <laughs> just chilling, minding its own business. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we actually, the final shot of the movie is that you know, she's now dead. He like carries her up the stairs. And it's the same shot from the original, that, that bird's eye shot of like the top of the staircase. Uh, where, where the mother's room's at the, the, the right hand side and he's like walking her into the room very similar shot and then you because we saw him carry her the, the corpse in the first movie and then once they're in the room you hear the the norma bates voice basically the voice that he does for her uh, and it kind of establishes at the end of the movie he has become you know psychotic norman bates again and mm. it's kind of a tragedy because it's like everyone kind of did this to him like he actually might yeah. have not done this he, he might have been healthy and stayed healthy had had everyone around him not tried to corrupt him and mess with him and make him look crazy uh you know like he could have just so he's got his mother again yeah so it, it feels like he's finally you know this is the end here he's finally giving into the whims of like the movie and the audience where it's like all right, this is what you want. This is what you want me to be. You want me to be crazy Norman. You want me to have a, you know, corpse of my dead mom, uh, you know, up in the attic or whatever. It's like, all right, fine. This is what you want. Yeah, Hope you I like mean, it. It's funny because like, I don't necessarily like the idea that, okay, he was adopted, so he's got another mom. Um, yeah. That feels really sequely. But the funny thing is, is that I almost, like, when I watch the original Psycho, I never really count anything in the sequels as continuity. Like, I never can really, when I'm watching Psycho by Hitchcock, I'm not sitting going, oh, but this is not really his mom. It's actually, he was adopted. <laughs> It, it it feels like uh, the sequels are definitely like their own thing. Like it, it feels very standalone. Like obviously, you know, it's the same character, same universe or whatever, but it's 
like totally separate <laughs> yeah yeah it, it feels like a, an optional continuation that, yeah. but it doesn't all all the things they retcon in the sequels do not apply to the original in any way shape or form they just don't yeah um and that's fine but you know it's, it's a solid movie it does some interesting things and you know it makes us kind of care about norman in a weird way yeah it, it's so strange i just i really 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 like this movie it's just so like interesting and unique and there's so much stuff you can kind of like look into uh about it that yeah i just haven't really seen done that much before um and it's uh and in the end it's like you know but it still does the stuff that uh you know in, intrigues you and you know it, it, there's there's still the horror movie stuff there that you know you want to see um but yeah just uh, really solid so like surprisingly so like i you know would not have expected like a random you know sequel to a movie like 20 years later or whatever like to actually be good but all right <laughs> yeah it was uh it was directed by richard franklin and it was written by tom holland who went on to direct child's play oh yeah and uh fright night and fright night. a few other things yeah uh so you know and interesting uh that it had some some sort of horror talent behind it that i mean maybe yeah. wasn't super talented at the time but became talent uh yeah afterwards so uh really neat i wonder yeah i wonder how it uh how people reacted at the time because I, I do think it has like a little bit of a cult following now like mm. you know it's not like you know most people probably don't have it as like you know their favorite horror movie or whatever but i think you know horror fans you know if you bring it up to them it's like, oh no yeah psycho too but yeah i wonder at the time what people thought of it no that's a good question i um I wonder. I don't imagine it was received super well at the time, but I, I, I think it, I was pleasantly surprised when I first watched this. I thought, no, it's got a lot of for. I mean, it is a little bit too long. It does lull a little bit. I think once we learn that the the mother and daughter are conspiring against them, there is a little bit of a a lull there where it feels like we're just going through the motions for maybe the next like twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um. But like, I I really like. It's just a. F- fun movie that actually is quite yeah. <laughs> it's quite impressive with how it makes us kind of care for norman more than anyone else and we're yeah. kind of hoping that he doesn't go down this path and uh if anything i suppose you could complete the ending is just a little bit too yeah let's just give you what you want right at the end and turn yeah. them into the cycle right but the neat mm-hmm. thing is is that you know if you're looking forward to cycle three and obviously we're going to do that next week here in mm-hmm. octoberthon um it leaves him in a place where he can be in a cycle three so he's not locked up again because he didn't kill anyone yeah. I mean, he killed one person at the end, but you know, no one that the cops know about. Um, yeah. So it makes sense that he's still in a place where he's running the motel and he can, you know, uh, keep going. Have you? So don't tell me what you think about it or anything. But have you mm-hmm. seen Psycho Three? I, I have. Yeah. So yeah. I've seen. Um, you know, you might even call me a, a psycho completionist, but I've seen. Uh, you know, all four movies, uh, and I, I've even watched all of Bates Motel. Uh, uh, I I have seen three before. I have never seen four, and I I only watched the first episode of Bates Mattel and couldn't get into it. So, I I actually do really want to read uh, the book. Um, I'm trying to find one uh, that doesn't have a cover like from a movie because I, I can't stand that. <laughs> uh, but I, I I will read the book eventually. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, um, I, you know I like the. Uh... The basic setup is because even the first half, like I, I think the first half when it's just like Mary in the house with him and there's just all mm-hmm. the little things that are hinting that is he like creeping on her, you know, she's scared for all of it. You know, before we even know she's like you know kind of trying to set him up and she, she might actually be genuine uh, with him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And uh, yeah, and it brings back a lot of stuff without being like 
hitting you over the head like with references you know what i mean like mm. uh it's not like uh you know i feel like other movies you know they would probably have like less subtle things where like you know they probably have some like reference to like shower curtains or something you know what i mean or like like i don't sound stupid like that but <clears throat> like I know, when it does like bring up stuff it feels like you know very natural like, uh, kind of way yeah yeah uh, the very final shot in the movie actually is also the poster for the movie which is a really ballsy way to go oh. uh, which is norman like standing on the steps and you see the mother in the, the house at the, at the window um and it's like yeah he's he's become norman bates again by the end so uh okay. but it, it plays like a tragedy oh, it's cool when they yeah. and then like he turns on like the the bates motel sign oh you're right you're right yeah was that one yeah, final little moment yeah that's cool uh yeah vacancies we're, we're <laughs> open for business baby so some yeah. <laughs> stabbings and all sorts. And, um, and yeah, actually, that's another little moment is when he goes to get a key for uh, Mary before he decides to just bring her into the house because he, he's not happy with the, the state of the rooms. Mm-hmm. He like, he goes to get a key and he almost, he looks at number one and he like thinks about it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, no. I'll, I'll pick one of the <laughs> numbers. Uh, so no, just really, really neat. Um, inventive sequel, I think it does a lot of interesting things. It, it sort of justifies its existence. Um understandably though if you want to just kind of think of it as separate from from the original movie because it is like you know it's made later by different people mm-hmm. um obviously a couple of actors came back but it's not like I, I kind of see it as this optional continuation which is actually pretty solid so yeah uh psycho two it's a totally different animal but like still very satisfying so what would you rate it out of 10 timmy <clears throat> I'm gonna give it a pretty big score. Uh, actually, I I really really like this. I'm gonna give it an eight point five. It's like it's so interesting that it's just really I don't know like a lot of stuff. I, I just can't like stop thinking about. Uh, they just haven't seen done before. And um, yeah, a few nitpicks here and there. I, I do think yeah the it, it could have been tighter. That's probably yeah you know, the big complaint. But I mean other than that, very solid movie for me. Yeah. Um, I I think I've actually went up in my rating uh, since I last watched. I think I gave it like a seven the last time, but I think I am going to go I don't know, a little bit higher and uh, give it give it it. Yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give it an eight. I, I think nice. I, I I am pleasantly surprised with the sequel. Um, pro Psycho Two podcast. Yeah, we're a Pro Psycho Two podcast. <laughs> um, well, we feel the same way about Psycho Three. Mm. Well, we'll find out next time. Well, next week, not next episode, because the episodes go up all week. <laughs> it's October, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, now let us know what you think of Psycho 2 in the, the comments and like and subscribe and all that stuff. Uh, you can let us know, uh, of course, via Twitter at Screams Midnight as well, uh, what, you, what you think of stuff. Uh, you can also email us at mftvquestions at gmail.com if you want to send us questions about any past episode we've done um, or if you know we're going to do a movie soon, you can send us a question specifically about that movie. All we ask is that in the subject box you put the... Uh, t- the show which is screams after midnight in the title so we know you're sending a question about screams um but obviously the big thing is to tell you about patreon patreon.com slash tv is how we are supported and funded uh, by our wonderful audience uh, you can support us over there for as little as one dollar per month and you get an exclusive bonus episode once per month of screams after midnight that you only get on patreon uh, as well as stuff bonus stuff for other shows we do as well um at five dollar tier you get to vote on an episode once per month so go and have a look and see if there's anything that tickles your fancy on there and if you'd like to support us and get some bonuses as a result you can do that um but uh otherwise that is uh that is us um hopefully october thon keeps going well and um 
you know, the fact that we're recording this at the start of August is neither here nor there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, ignore the sunlight outside Tim's window. It's not real. It's a figment in his, yeah. of your imagination and his. Um, but yes, so a boy's best friend is his mother. Okay. Mm. That, was a movie, that was a quote from the first movie, Tim, but you... Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, you gave me no reaction. I, I thought you'd say something else or give me a chuckle or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, a conversation's like tennis. I served you a ball and you just let it go past. Uh, your knowledge of tennis uh, never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> Tim can't keep control of his balls. That is the story to take out of this episode. Um, so no, uh, cycle two, we we are pretty pro on, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you very much uh, once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>